Hey guys, welcome back to the Evolve Pugilist. We're kicking off with episode 13, Stories of a Doorman. Myself, I've had some experience working the doors, as does Pac. Titch, he's looking at sharing his experience of applying for an SRA badge so that you can actually share some funny stories himself. But I'm sure you can share your perspective of being um, a citizen um, whilst not being a doorman. And you, you must have some funny stories considering that you was denied at a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Main most of the times because I, I never had my ID. They think I'm fucking underage. Is that the case now? You still I, look I, underage. No, yeah, you have, I think it's not long ago. I went to get flags for someone. Someone's asked me for ID and looked at him thinking, "You taking the piss or something?" What do I say? It's a good thing. I look young. Take it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like a twelve-year-old with a beard. <laughs> 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 if you can see all the white hair now, right? I look a little old. That's probably due to the stress of him. <laughs> but now no, I got white hairs the stress of you too. <laughs> now you got bowl yeah, patches and alopecia. He's got that from scratching his head from thinking. Every time we ask him a question, he's thinking too hard. Just <laughs> <laughs> sat there like a little monkey scratching his head. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? With with um my experience going to clubs and whatever, I think you still only get denied because we used to, there used to be quite a few of us lads going in and stuff. So obviously in clubs, they want more women than men, don't they? Um, so we used to, I used to get denied all the time. Did you never think of going into smaller groups? Yeah, we still got denied. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They do it in like twos nowadays or something, isn't it? Because doormen just, uh, or they try and grab grab a girl or sell a community review or... Yeah. yeah. Standard yeah. process still happens now, even today in terms of, the ratio people always talk about the ratios in terms of who's in the clubs obviously it's to the benefit of actually having the clubs packed you want you know rather than denying everyone but you want to say to people so they can tell their friends oh you know the, the ratio of women to blokes is like um six to four yeah. uh, something like that and you know people will be like more inclined to go to those clubs and stuff so it's a tactic to use but also you know if the, if the place is full of testosterone then you know it's going to be a difficult night Trouble for the dorm and so you know as soon as alcohol is involved um, everyone wants to get the alpha male syndrome out, puff the chest out, shirts come off and all the rest of it. Everyone <laughs> wants to be a fighter all of a sudden. So I know mm. I've worked at some establishments in um, Leicester, Birmingham, London, Manchester. Some very, very funny stories. Um, you know, I, I've, I'll share them in a minute. But what about yourself, Pac, in terms of areas and locations? Where, where did you spend the majority of your time working? majority was Leicester and Loughborough. I don't think... Um I don't think I ever had any work out of town, um, from what I can remember. Um, That's surprising considering your status and your, your size. And I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't think I did work. Uh, but he wouldn't go out of Leicester. Barely knows his directions. That's true. <laughs> Them days there was no Tom Tom and stuff. <laughs> he wouldn't That's make true. it. Directions, he, directions thinking, is Manchester not my forte. End up in fucking Devon. <laughs> yeah, directions is not my forte. But um, yeah, I'm just. I think it was just Loughborough and Leicester, unless I had to go with someone else. Or yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to think. Uh, maybe it'll come to me while while, while, we're, while we're telling stories. How, how old was you when you got your license? I just turned eighteen. As soon as I turned eighteen, um, shish. Uh, 
that's Gary, my boxing co- old school boxing coach who uh, runs Atlas Boxing, um, told me, right, I want you to start doing doors for me and this, that, and the other now. And uh, you're going to step your game up here in training-wise and stuff like that. So, yeah, he uh, he made me get my license when I was 18 and um, put me uh, on, like, back then, it was on British Ruffin's pubs at Bow Turner's Arms. Yeah. Racist, racist pub made me work in uh, in town by do myself. You, do you get any problems? Yeah, all the time, man. It's, it's headache all the time. Just, are you, are you, just are you sure um, Shish liked you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But back then, obviously, I don't know that nah, Shish always liked me. But yeah. yeah, he just thought, he just thought, obviously, look. And he, to this day, he's still like, he'll still say to me, you was the only guy that worked that place for me. He's saying you was a kid. He asked grown men, so many grown men to work it. He goes, they all turned him down. But he says, that's why he has so much respect for me, amongst other things. But in regards to that, he goes, you were the only one that worked it and said, yes, you do it. And you carried on doing it. Mm. Where is this place? It used to be opposite um, Hot Body's gym. Um, oh, oh, Near okay. Rack and Roll. Yeah, yeah. Near Almorad, them sides. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right near there. Right outside, the, there's a bus stop there. I don't know if it's still there anymore. Yeah, I know we talked about it. You changed it left yeah. slightly. Yeah. What, 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 back then, I know the process was slightly different in terms of applying for the SRA badge before they went all digital and all these courses, etc. I think back then it was known as not being a door supervisor or a doorman, it was more being a bouncer. Yeah. And I think the old school mentality in comparison to who works the doors now is back then you had some rough fucking bastards that worked the doors. I'll be honest with you, I fucking mm, worked with quite a few of them. Everyone that was next to you, to your left, to your right, they had something about them. There, there, there wasn't, you know, these fucking steadheads and all the rest of it, the T-shirt poses that work the doors now. And I'm not saying all of them, but anyone can get an SI license nowadays. That's true. Clean record and all the rest of it. But back then, these guys were legit fucking gangsters. Um, you know, those that are fucking running the doors or, you know, were kind of organising it all. They were legit gangsters and they actually had the, the contacts to actually get legit people on the doors, mm. you know, who could handle themselves. Because, you know, back then it wasn't, there wasn't as much CCTV and stuff. And it was like, okay, you, you're going to, act out you're going to get a few digs in the ribs yeah and you're going to get thrown out the door head first mm. you know that that was it and then you know that was squashed it was all kind of left there like yeah fuck off you can't I'll get you next week blah 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 and it was all kind of okay are they being serious or not it didn't bother them nowadays it's it's all talk and videos come out and yeah. phones and all the rest of it and everyone wants to hype up to the camera and make the, the door supervisors look bad but sometimes door supervisors can use their status and abuse their power especially when people are under the influence and people always ask me, they goes, how many fights have you been in working the doors? And I goes, what, legit fights against someone that was able to stand their ground properly without being under the influence and stuff? And I think working for the years that I did, I think I mentioned in terms of proper fight straighteners with someone that wasn't under the influence, I'd say on one hand, four fights. And none. Yeah. No straighteners. But the thing is that people always went for me because I was the shortest bastard yeah. there. They were like, I want that guy. And I was like looking behind me thinking, who, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my gum shield in. Then that's when they went, ah, this guy knows how to fight. The guard comes up and everything. He's have a quick straight, you know, and, you know, that was, that was very, very rare. I mean, you know, considering the time that I worked the doors, it was very rare that that happened. Majority of you escort people out. I'll tell you one thing, though, the courses that you, know, you go on to and they teach you about the restrainments and the caring seas and the big gestures and, come on, mate, let's leave the fucking premises. Finish your drink off, please. What kind of response do you get to that? That shit don't work. They don't work. I mean, they have to teach it because obviously there has to be that level of respect between, you know, the people that are going there um, as the service users and you ensuring that people are safe when in the venue and when leaving the venue. 
that is your job in essence. Um, but yeah, I did come across quite a few people that were very arrogant and thought they were fucking tough as now. That's always the case. Um, Where did you do your course? Do you remember? Yeah, it, it, I mean, there was um, Akira. Akira um, training. Um, right. The guy, his name is Paul. And he's... Um, is it a tall guy? No, no. He, he is based in Birmingham, right. Addington sides. But he, he delivered the course here in Leicester. Um, there was a couple of guys from Leicester um, who also was on there um, that I got to know. Um, find out a bit more about them and stuff, but it was yeah, it was it was an interesting one. Everyone had their own agendas. Like a four day course. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It, I think the one, when I did it, it was a three day course. Yeah. Um, but everyone had their own agenda back then in terms of the, some of them were doing security at um, your supermarkets. Yeah. Some of them wanted to do it as your door supervisors. Some of them wanted to do it for CCT operatives and stuff. So they're just doing an attachment course onto it as well. So um, that yeah, it all changed. Um, I think the courses nowadays, I think they're about six days. Um, you have to initially pay, I think, between 200 and 300 pounds, depending on who's delivering it. Yeah. And then you have to pay about 200 pounds for, for, your, for, license, for yeah. your license. Yeah. Yeah. So once you completed the course, unless it's already embedded into that cost, which I doubt it, because you know, you're paying 200 and then you get your mm. badge. You know, you've got to do the training and then your um, SI badge, but that, that comes down to the individual. But that's the process that you're looking at at the minute, isn't it, Titch? I am, yeah. Something for the weekend. Um, but I don't think I'd work clubs and stuff like that. Um, the last thing I want is either getting smashed by a bottle or getting alcohol thrown on me and stuff. Mm. I just want it easy, man. Something, something that's too simple. Well, what kind of places are you looking um, at? You know where you, you have to like look after a building or something like that? Static security. Yeah, something like that. Something just, just easy. Best thing to do then with static security is get yourself the um, dog handle license as well. Have your best friend with you. Or even Tesco. Time. Yeah, well, Tesco I mean, over the weekend. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's some of the people that I've seen working in Tesco, they they do dual, so they'll do nightclubs as well as mm-hmm. work in Tesco. But that's if you want to do security full time. But no, this is just like a part time thing, just on a, yeah, yeah. like on a weekend or something. Um, I don't know, wed, uh, wedding venues or something like that. Yeah, wedding venues. It depends. I think you know the headache, big time, big time, especially when the alcohol goes. Um, you know, people start getting a few, and then there's always family drama and politics. And yeah, you know, yeah, you, can't, you can't deal with that. We can't deal with it. I'm just saying, like, oh, it gets fucking yeah, emotional, that, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like 50 family members now. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna like try and talk down 50 family members or 20, 20 family all, members? All of like, a sudden, they become the Sopranos. Yeah, it, no, but you know, know <laughs> in, in a venue like that, and they're gonna fight. Yeah, take them out. Say, yeah, fight here. Go on, I'll watch it as well. <laughs> you get me? Go on, then do your thing, and we, let's see what happens. You know, for a fact that the hire car, that's the Rolls Royce, the fucking driver's thinking, I'm getting off the okay, no. here as far as possible. <laughs> but what about yourself, Bag? You must have some funny stories working in the likes of um, the Bolton Arms in Loughborough. Yeah, yeah, like Bolton's Arms, it it it, it kick off um, a lot of the time. Well, every five minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I was there Friday, Saturday, so it 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 kick off, and that people were just like. Did you have? Yeah. Or did you always have the regulars that came in that would know you on yeah, a fucking always, first name always, basis? Yeah. Not first. I wouldn't like uh, me personally. I'd like to keep myself to myself, so I wouldn't really tell. I just make up a name or something, you know, just like I just say, yeah, this is my name, or I can make up a nickname or something. What, what, like. what was your nickname, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think my nickname's always always been Jay. Right. Good. Yeah, that's always it's always been that. So yeah. yeah, so I just yeah, I just I just yeah, and then and every weekend it was that, and then. It kick off sometimes, and yeah, you'd let obviously if this guy's rolling around, you'd let them do what they're doing, and then take them out, or yeah, and, and then 
if if it's ever kicked out outside, I'm sure it kicked off a couple of times outside. And I was, I remember rolling around with someone or grappling someone or doing something. I remember, and then they never came back. But there was on about yeah, we're gonna come back and stuff like that. Um, Empty threats again. Yeah, and then um, did it, yo, did anyone ever hit you? <coughs> no, like, no, like I never caught. No, I never caught. I never caught like a, a shot or. No, nothing like that working. I could, I can remember. But and then um, I remember I used to work bow turners. Then up the road there was another pub. I can't remember what that was called. And Avi used to work that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a sing. Yeah, sing, yeah, yeah. sing used to work that. I remember one time, Sing's rang me saying, "Get in now, get in now. It's kicking off this time, the other." So I ran up the thing, and I'm like, "You ran?" Yeah, <laughs> I ran. I ran. I ran up. I ran up. The, I ran up. The, what's it called? I ran up the street. I got there. And uh, I'm like, what's going on? He goes, oh, they were kicking off in there. Come on, this time for a rare. Then all of a sudden, it was Leon. Obviously, my mate, I know Leon. I've known Leon for ages. But when I was young, I used to train with him at Olympia. So Liam's in there. He's got his top off, this, that, and the other. And he was with uh, another guy in there. And I'm like, okay, he's like kicking off. These are all right, man. Yeah, then they've just left. Then he was like, oh, so he's just making a big fuss out of nothing. But I don't know, sing, sing, I don't know. I've not seen him for a long time. But yeah, um, but I think most of the time, I know every time I was kind of called into workplace or venue, they didn't always have an adequate number of doormen. Sometimes you'd be on your own. Yeah, I, yeah, I was always on my own. Bow turners, I work by myself every yeah, weekend, yeah. but you shouldn't. You should always have at least one one of the person. Yeah, two two people back, yeah. just to kind of watch your back and stuff. And obviously nowadays a lot more people are tooled up. But I know one of the, one of the funniest stories I've got, I've got to say is when I was working, um, it was the doors down. I remember XY? Um, just before New York, yeah, right on the corner, yeah, and they've yeah. got some half worn varnished stairs. So I was upstairs, and there was a guy. He was kicking off. Had far too much to drink. So I was like, okay, bar staff was saying, right, you got to get him out of here. So I said, okay, I walked over to him. I said, right, chap, you got to leave now. You've had too much to drink, and you're obviously upsetting um, some of the punters and all the rest of it. So he's taking a swing at me. So I've just done a bob and weave. And I've done my favorite technique, which is the finger under the nose, just to kind of tip his head back. And I've just walked with him. This guy's not, you know, he's not going easy. So he's trying to get out of it and grab, we get to the fucking edge of the stairs. And I've grabbed him by his jacket. So his, his collars grabbed him. And I was about to just kind of put him back. Yeah. And I, my foot has gone on that first step, which is worn as anything. And I've slipped. <laughs> and I'm still holding this fella. And the first reaction I had is use him as a fucking sleigh. So I've dropped him down on the fucking stairs. His back's grinding. Duh, 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 duh. And we got to the corner and I'm on top of him. My knees are on him. And he's trying to fucking wrestle me and throw me over. And I thought, fuck, you know, we're going to have to go down another flight of stairs. So I've just kind of gotten on the arm, wrap, and fucking hooked him down. Same thing. Both of us on the sides, down the stairs. Get to the bottom of the stairs. And both of us, I just looked at the fella and he's looking all days. And I've gone... Are you all right? That, <laughs> that was a big fucking fall. But literally that first lot, I was, I was asking the guys after, I goes, what's the CCTV around the stairs? And they were like, I don't think so. Because I was like, I want a fucking copy of that. It was so, he said, literally my instincts is him first. My knees were on his like stomach and chest. And I'm literally a kid. You know when it snows and you go yeah. down with your sleighs? It was like, that. honestly, it was fucking hilarious. I got him outside and I thought, oh, let me check his back's all right. I was like, you able to walk and stuff? You, you sure you're okay? He didn't know where he was. Um, you know, this guy was so blind drunk and stuff, but I just thought, you know, it's not just the alcohol that's fucking hurting you now, mate. <laughs> I goes, those stairs are fucking, you're going to wake up with some fucking nice bruises on your back. 
Um, as I said to him, I'm going, give me your fucking wallet, let me get your license, called the taxi over, said, take him home, fucking hell. But um, he, he got up and started walking off and stuff and mumbling what they do and all the rest of it. Uh, that was funny. Um, the, the, the other dormers, they was at the bottom just watching, looking, they, they, all the heads were just bopping around. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the f- How did you do? What, what kind of method is this? I was like... My leg just went as soon as that leg went. I thought, if I go, I'm gonna fucking damage myself, and he's gonna fucking hurt. So I'm uh, gonna use him. <laughs> I have to. Do you wish you just banged him there at the, at the you, bar? You know, that was the idea. Not the thing is, I've never gone to someone to escort them out by using physical violence. It's always about the escalation first, and then being on your guard afterwards. From whatever you say to them, you know, it's how they respond and react to you. And you, you always have to be on your guard. I know I've seen doormen that have kind of spoken to someone. And they've led the way with the person behind them and then they get sucker punched. That's a novice thing to do. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you always make sure that you got the person that you're escorting out in your peripheral, also ensuring that you know where their friends are and stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, because it, it, it's a sneaky one, isn't it? I mean, it's those that sh- those punches that come in or whatever's getting thrown at your bottles, you know, the whole lot. Um, you just got to make sure. But he, he's, I think he split his lip quite badly there because the, the fella that punched him was wearing rings. So... Now, you know, when he's when you're escorting someone out, let them lead if they're going willingly. Otherwise you've got to do some form of restrainment. But yeah, hitting someone before escorting them out always leads to a scrap there and yeah, then. Yeah. And it's always messy. It's never a clean fucking escort. And it's it's like you got everybody in the way, you've got your bar stools, you've got your, your, all these obstacles, you know, it gets messy and you don't look you know after the fight, you don't look like how you started your yeah, your job. Your fucking ties all fucking hanging off, all the clips broken, and your shirts all fucking ripped up and all that shit. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. What was that? What was that place called? Um, right next door to the haymarket, to the left of it. Coin um, exchange. No, but before that, it was something. It was a club. You used to have to go upstairs, go up flight of stairs, another flight of stairs. And there was it was it's like a club in there because I remember someone put, I don't know who I who I went for that night, but there was I think it was like a, it was like a baseline and garage night or something like that, mm. and um, it was like everybody in there was from out of town, yeah. And the, one of the doormen was from Nottingham. Then I don't know who else. The, I never. It's, it's, I, always, it's always Midlands yeah. based. There, there was and then um, I don't know who put me on that door. Yeah, halfway through the night, it's kicked off. When I say it's kicked off, I mean it's kicked off like crazy. Like we're standing outside. And obviously you get the course and run inside. When I run inside, all I've seen is bottles, glasses, chairs, tables just flinging this way. That, 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 that sounds way. like these it's going to be the celebrations these, tomorrow. These lot, beef, <laughs> these lot of beefy with them, they're beefy with them. You get me? So it's like yeah, diff yeah. must be in different ends and whatnot. And I'm just seeing that. Yeah, I'm like, fucking hell. You, you just, you're just dodging like tables and chairs <laughs> and bottles and this, that, and the other. And you're thinking, yo, why are you going to stop this? How are you going to stop this? So yeah? what, what would you have? You, you just leave them to but it. But how are you going to stop it? You've, they, I, I can't remember. I think there must have been about a good, good 10 of us, yeah? Eight, mm. 10 doormen, yeah? But the place, there was about, there was hundreds of gatters in there, yeah? How can you stop that? It Generally, it fizzles out on its own. It's like, yeah, so we it, just have to wait. We have to like, yeah. dock, do, run this, that, and run, just, like, yeah, I mean, nine, nine times out of ten, if you're working local and the locals go to that place, the door staff always generally know. Yeah, this one local, so, so it's that. But when it's out of town, mm. of thing, it can get fucking hectic. I, 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 I remember it was grimy in there. I remember me being out from out of town, um, working in Birmingham. I'd always get asked, you know, where are you from? And it's like, uh, I'm from London. 
Never give them where you're from. Mm. They'll never say Leicester or anything. Because, they'll, 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 you know, you escort them out. They're yeah. going to come back here looking for trouble and stuff. But I always used to kind of, you know, like you said, never give you, you know, your full name. My badge was always on my waist. Mm. I never used to have it on my I arm. never used to have it on my arm, ever. Yeah, never. I had it in my, my pocket. Um, and I had, like, you know, the security tag that you buckle on? Yeah. Um, so it wrapped it around my belt and slotted it on. So you could pull it out if you need to show it. And then it records back in. Mm. But I always used to have that there so people couldn't, like, read your name and stuff. Um, so I never used to have that on show, but I mean, you know, the, some of these guys, have, they go into clubs for intentions, you know, some of them are dealing with us inside. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> a funny one, um, Natterjax, Bronston Gate. Okay. Now I wasn't working the doors there, I was about to, opposite in terms of Orange Tree. Um, and I was like, I need to use a loo before I start and this place was busy as fuck, so I couldn't get through and I thought, right, I'm just going to quickly go there, it's quiet. Until I got inside and it was fucking busy as anything. So I've gone in there and there was two fellas in the toilet. I opened the door and they were about to take the biggest line of coke I've ever seen. I was like, first of all, that's nasty. You're going to snort you off a fucking toilet seat. <laughs> Second, what the fuck are two of you doing in here? Third of all, you can't have that here, mate. I've got my glove and just wiped it straight off. And these boys wanted to kick off straight away. You help out the other places. Mm. I was working the doors and stuff. And I just wiped it off. And these guys are like, do you know how much that fucking cost, blower? They're swinging, and I literally in the, in the cubicle, I've got two of them trying to fight me. I've just closed the door after a fucking Sparta kicked one of them in. The other person fell behind them and just fucking closed the door, held the door. <laughs> He's like banging around. I was like, they'll tire out at some point. They'll tire out at some point. And I thought, fucking, all I wanted to do is go for a fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? Before I started a shift, and these guys are locked in here, and I thought, I let them out. It's gonna end up with a full-on scuffle. They both calmed down. I said, look, I've already radioed in for help. I, I didn't have a fucking radio or anything. I said, yeah. I radioed in for help. I goes, you can either do it the easy way or the hard way. And just before he finished hard way, he went hot. And I just lamped him with the left hook. The other person, I've just fucking got him into a lock. So I thought, this guy's out. Let me escort this guy. And then I've got to drag this guy out. So this fella's come out. And luckily, the doorman were outside. And they, were, um, they helped me take one of them. So I, the other fella, bless him, he was out. Just grabbed him by his collar. <laughs> Literally, number 11 from the toilets all the way <laughs> Oh, man. And then they, they just looked at me and he goes, right, are you going to write it in your black book or should we? I goes, oh, well, strictly speaking, I'm not actually working here, so you write it in your black book. Um, and then I went off to the other side and just stayed there. <laughs> that, that that was a funny one, though. Yo, do you guys ever, did you get ever, uh, guys ever work, um, you know, there's a club next to Sainsbury's. I think Gallery Gate or something. I, th I think that's Yeoman Street. Yeoman Street is that where the Sainsbury is? Right opposite. No, no. There was a club next to it or something. I think it was a racist club or something. Is it? Yeah, full of white guys. I, I think you're on about fan club. I think so. So that's near Abbey Street. I've never worked there. I worked. Um, fan was club it? was like an older crowd, though, wasn't it? Older crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they used to do a lot of. Um, LGBT nights as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other place was on the corner. Venom, it's called now. Venom, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've worked there a few hey, yeah, times. I've worked at Venom. Um, that was an interesting one, especially on um, LGB nights. You always get the fellas that want to kind of chirp the doorman up, and you're like, "Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but I'm, I don't swing that way, mate." <laughs> <laughs> but the amount of times, uh, you know, when females are out in a crowd, and you know, people always kind of get misleaded and and think that it's the blokes that always kind of flirt. Mm. Complete lie complete lie when women are out in a group and they start having a few drinks 
I have to, I have to be honest with you. I've never been groped so much in my life. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I was not married back then. I didn't have a girlfriend. But you kind of felt abused. You thought, hold on a minute. You, you should not be doing this. Yeah. Have some respect for me, damn it. But that that was always funny. You'd always have some fucking last trying to chat you up. Can you ask for my ID? Make my day and say, oh, you look too young and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but you look like you're 50, love. <laughs> you know I mean, I'm not going to be asking you. And she's like, oh, you're harsh. You are. You're harsh. I ain't got time to be fucking playing these games. But a lot of them, they, you know, in terms of um, your Hindus and stuff, they'll always kind of have these games and challenges for each other. And uh, it, it was, it, it did make your night in a way in terms of it was easier to deal with that stuff than it was to the fucking aggressive, irate person that's upset that someone spilt the drink because mm. they bumped into them. Um, that, but yeah, that, that was funny. Um, I know working one night, we were working the doors and some girl was in the queue. And as we were walking down the, the, the queue, we were checking, you know, who's got trainers on so we could tell them in advance. If you've got trainers on, you ain't going to be able to come in, so there's no point in you waiting. Um, one of the things that we used to say is that if you were able to get your shoes on, come to the front and we'll let you in. So if you go home, get changed, and you can come to the front, we'll let you in. And that just saved a load of hagro in terms of, of when they got to the front. You know, what the fuck? Why have I been waiting for fucking 45 minutes, an hour, etc.? Just tell them while they're there. But two of us are walking, and someone behind this girl who was wearing a, a very, very nice outfit got banked on the arse hard you literally heard it and i was like oh what the fuck was that she's turned around and the guy that i was working with she's giving him the full-on pelt she thought it was him so she her hands gone back to six o'clock and come all the way around full swing landed him on his face his reaction was funny though because he didn't get angry he went do it again (laughs) (laughs) he's rubbing his cheeks do it again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have stood there and I've looked and I've gone, what the fuck? She just assaulted you kind of. Yeah. And then I've looked at the fella that was stood behind her who did the slap. And he's there, little fucking Asian guy chuckling away. So I've just grabbed him by his collar, so pulled him over the fucking barrier. I goes, you're definitely not coming in because if that's what you're doing here waiting, you're going to do so much more shit yeah. inside. Yeah, you know, he, he sounded like fucking, um, what's the guy from um, Indiana Jones, a little Chinese kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. <laughs> he was like, sir, sir, let me in. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you serious that I'm going to let you in after I've just seen, you know, worked out it was you that asked uh. so you, you're going to cause havoc and mischief and stuff. And I, I was like, I had to explain to him, I I remember when I had my first beer, mate, but you ain't coming in. <laughs> you know, he was just acting up. But um, that, that, that was probably the most impressive slap I've seen from a guy. It landed hard, man. I was just thought, that came back from a well, you know, the slap competitions. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah, of yeah. those <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the chalk splash and all the rest of it to come in but that was fucked I felt sorry for the fella but you know when he said oh do it again and I was like alright if that's what tickles you what about yourself you must have some more Pat's not sharing them you know that. no there's loads of stories he, he, just... he's holding back I know, yeah he's I know. holding back he's holding back he doesn't want to talk about the stories that have actually impacted him he's going to say no that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's loads of stories, but it's just I remember I was working um that, that Hawaiian cocktail bar, and uh, no, 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 and uh, that, that was an interesting place because it was quite narrow when you got in, and then it obviously yeah, opened yeah, up near yeah, the bar yeah, there. yeah. That was it was yeah, and then there was like there was yeah, you got the stairs, there's a bar there, and you got another two flight of stairs, and there's a bar upstairs. Yeah, but um, I remember there's a group of lads came in there, and um, the guy I was working with, he um, he was new on the scene, yeah. 
So really and truly, I had to run the show. And then I remember it's kicked off. It's kicked off. And first, the guy, the guy, the owners come out saying, oh, it's kicking off. This time we I've gone in there and... You know, you, you grab a couple of guys up, you give them a slap, and you say, what are you playing at this time? And then took took a few guys outside. And then the boss, the guy that I'm working with, he's just like, he don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't got a clue, right? So I'm kicking off that, these guys. That, that's, that's a bit fucked though, you know, not, not knowing that you're working with someone. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's when I realised as well. And I was working with him, it had been weeks and weeks and weeks, but nothing, because it's like a, it's a nice little... It's a start-off yeah, pub, isn't it? Spanky, you know, like people a spanky, like a cocktail. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, and then it's kicked off with a group of lads and that stuff. Right? And I'm like, yo, this, that, and the Gone outside, took a few of them outside, the ones that were kicking off. And, this, and the owner can see I'm going off on one. So he's telling the doorman... Oh, tell him to stop. Tell him to stop. Tell him to stop. Please tell him to stop. This time very rare. What were you doing? Taking ornaments off the wall and smashing fucking no. tiki faces. <laughs> no, but I'm, and, I'm, and, and obviously, obviously, I've, I've, it's, 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 I've de-escalated it. It's calmed down. Yeah. They're out. No more trouble. And then the owner's like, I can't believe you did that. You didn't have to escalate to this. I'm thinking, hold on. You've called me to get these guys out yeah. who were kicking off. Then you're telling my doorman, oh, tell him to stop this time. He's not doing a thing. What do you what what you got me here for? Yeah, and then that was it. I never I never worked again after that, that weekend. Nah, fuck it. People so, people either so want either, to do security or they don't. Yeah, so either you want me to get the trouble out right and have it uh, how it was normal, everyone having a good time, this time or or you want them to smash up your bar? What do you want? Maybe you wanted you to wear a grass skirt and de-escalate it that <laughs> way. You know, it's fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, and then yeah, that dome, that, that guy again as well. I just thought this guy's a I fucking mean, idiot. I, well. I, I remember. Um, there was a video circulated a while ago. It was again Bronson Gate, and you know there was a, a doorman from Sierra Leone, tough as nails. He got bashed over the head with um, what was it the barrier pole, oh, yeah. and they're quite heavy at the bottom. So I think he he ended up fra- um, getting a fractured skull. But the fella that was working with him, he didn't know what to do. So again, flight or fight. This a flight, and I think he was going inside to get more help and stuff. But you never leave the guy on his own. No. There was three of them and him on his own and stuff. Um, I don't think um, that fellow works with doors anymore. Um, that that kind of ran off to get yeah. well. But I mean, you know, it's in moments like that, you want to make sure the guy's by his side. You know, you, you a person on their own. You know, it, it, only the worst can happen. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, working work, working on your own is always a, a risk. It's a headache. You, can't, you to, can't cover all areas. No, I'm about to work a lot of places on my own as well. A lot mm. of places. Now I look back and think, why did I do that? To get it, but obviously young, back then, yeah, you're young, yeah, you don't care. You're like, yeah, I'll do anything. I'll work yeah. anywhere. I just, you know what I mean? I just want the experience. I want the money. I want this. I want that. But yeah, but, that, I, I, the, the money ain't great. No, not at all. What, you know, 10, 15 pounds an hour mm. to risk your life getting stabbed up or getting this or getting that. And Talk, Talking about that, I mean, working the doors, have, have you ever been threatened with blades or anything? Um, or, or, or something? Yeah, you, you get threats like, oh, I'm coming back, watch this time, it's very rare. Mm obviously it's never happened no one's ever come back I mean thanks to God and whatnot. but yeah. I'm just saying like yeah but obviously back then as well with the the knife crime and everything else wasn't as 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 yeah, as, yeah. it was only used when it's needed isn't it? yeah. nowadays it's just fucking any excuse nowadays you, you gotta assume everyone's carrying yeah did you guys carry anything because quite you know in them days I think quite a few um, bouncers carry extension poles and shit like that mm. did you guys ever have anything with you never I mean, personally, I, I always kind of seen my hands as being 
Yeah. My weapons. Nah. Of course, yeah. I didn't want to take the risk just in case you get, you know, setting up as you get caught, you go in jail, man. But you, you're right. I mean, there, there was quite a few people that would actually have um, concealed knuckle dusters and stuff like that. But a long, long time ago, mm. um, you know, it's, I don't think it happens as much now because of the kind of. I remember CS gases, the, the cans, the tasers. Mm. I remember seeing, yeah, mad like knuckle duster tasers. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember seeing everything. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of that was kicking about back in the day. But mm. I think that's kind of it's it's all mellowed down. I think the processes that are in place um, in terms of vetting people that apply for SIA badges and stuff are very, very well. They're a lot more stricter now. And I think you know, at any point, if you're, you you get in a conviction or anything, then you've you've lost your badge mm. um it's it's pretty strict in that sense so um no i mean i i stopped when did i stop working the doors 2016 just before i got married 2016. um and i yeah, it was 2006 yeah i've got to get make sure that i got married in the right year um i, I stopped working the doors completely then because i thought okay it's, a lot of the time i was working till city o'clock yeah um, yeah so that's another know, thing um Four, you'd start a shift um say nine o'clock some of the times i was finishing at four some places stayed open till six. You wouldn't get home until about seven, uh, seven. I think my missus would have divorced me before I even fucking had a chance to actually get married to her. Um, do you know what I mean? Um, it was just not the lifestyle. And I think, you know, although some people are good at it and enjoy it and they want to carry on doing it, I think you, you, you should be able to pick and choose what you want to do. So in, in your case, Titch, um, doing it as a part-time thing. You know that's absolutely fine. You pick and choose when you want to work. Of course, and yeah. I think a lot of the, a lot also of avenue as well as well. Though, isn't it? Well, we did doors. Obviously, he wants to do something. Yeah, he'd rather do something easier and simpler. You know what I mean? To, to be honest with you, I mean, a good friend of our spider. Um, he used to get us onto the Marcus Wellington now and again. Uh. That that place weren't too bad. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you that it was um the only difficult thing about that was getting people to finish a drink so they can piss off so I could piss off. Um, but that was it. Everyone was. Really, quite mellow there so that was a nice place to work the only thing you know that whole opening and closing the door kind of thing i didn't like that i thought you know you got arms yeah yeah of course <laughs> but it's that politeness in terms of setting it off and you know the, the type of establishment that you work at you know that kind of made it easier by being you know pleasant um opening and closing the doors for people and wishing them a good evening etc and a good night um some people are like that some people aren't i mean you know, are you people-centered or or not? Do you know how to speak to people? That's what makes your life easier when working the doors. But if you're going to be complete arrogant fuck, um, you've had a bad day and you kind of showed it on your face, it'd be like this guy right now. Smile. Fuck, you know, don't smile. <laughs> um, then people are going to kind of feed off that and think, you know, already you painted the, you know, door supervisors with the same brush because of experiences that you've had in the past of getting thrown out. It's good though, because you can learn how to talk to people and you can learn how to talk out of, like talk your way and their way out of situations as yeah, well. Because yeah, yeah. if you're there working the door by yourself and you've got four or five guys, six guys that want to kick off and this, that and the other, you got to do your best to try and talk them down to try and make them see reason and try, and, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like true that. though, isn't it? I mean, you could be the toughest bloke there, but when you're outnumbered, you know, the worst could happen. Mm. You have to be realistic about it. So, you know, I think the escalation in terms of being fair in terms of what you ask is rather than just kind of muscling and throwing yeah. people out for but the right sake of throwing people out. Obviously back then, all, all it was is, all I did was doors and yeah. security, like, like as in like door security and, it wasn't no not in like like how Titch wants to do the static or security. Would you would you get back into it? If I did, I wouldn't do doors. Yeah. I'd, I'd, well, I mean, well, actually, tell a lie. 
I would do doors, but not, I wouldn't do like I wouldn't I wouldn't do like every weekend and this and that. Shall we, shall we reapply? Don't tell me, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, you know what? Tell a lie. If I if I if I got the license, I'd want to do something simple, easy. Get I mean, easy money. But I would dip my toes back into the door thing on a Friday or Saturday night, maybe for like a week or two somewhere here, there, and just, just, just get to get a feel for I, it and remember what I, it was like. i tell you, I, I was offered the opportunity to um, work close protection as well. Um, not everyone needs to be close protection. Uh, um, I thought about it. So many people told me to do that as well. I think overseas, there was opportunities in terms of working for organisations. There only needs to be a handful of people that are close protection and mm. then obviously you can tag along with that and have the, the, the forces with you. So the people that are directly with the individual need to be close protection and the rest of them can be dual supervised right. level. Um, but yeah, they were, they were talking about upgrading me and um, the person that I did my training with, Akira um, training, he, I asked him, I go, look, well, what what do you need to have? What skill set do you need to have? And a lot of them do have that military background and stuff yeah. and training. Um, but the, the courses cover everything. And he goes, just by the way we're talking now, you'd be ideal to do close protection um, because you know how to, you're quite articulate, you know how to talk to people. Um, so I, I thought about it. So a three grand course or something in London, isn't it? That, two that, weeks. It's something ridiculous, but yeah. you, you make your money back pretty quick. Yeah. In terms of close protection, if you get the right clientele or you work for the right organisation that pays well, um, three grand is nothing, yeah. you know, in terms of doing that. But um you know, there, there are opportunities in terms of doing security ab uh, abroad in Dubai and stuff. And, you know, people talking about Yemen um, and, yeah. you know, any other war conflict places in terms of working for people that work at embassies. There was offers there, but then, you know, you, you'd ask, what is the going rate? And then you think, what are the risks? You could die. <laughs> yeah. Is it worth it? I, I don't think you can put a price on your life, to be honest with you, especially, you know, if you're looking at, you know, ambitions in terms of life of settling down, having kids and all yeah. the rest of it. People ask me today, and you know, now I've got two kids and a missus. Would you go back working the doors? I mean, I've I've got that urge and itch to to want to do it because it was a lot of fun. But I think for me, the risk element is you get into a scuffle, you you get into a fight, and you hit someone, and it ends up in court um, because they've they're, they're, they're taking it further, mm. etc. Um, you know, already twelve people are judging you um, based on what the the person's saying despite what they've done to kind of kick off to say that, oh, uh, you know, um, they, they call me a racial slur, or, you, know, you you ignore that stuff, but then they started swinging at you. You can't just use the the techniques that they show you on the course. You know, it's, it's a bit like light for like energy. And, you know, sometimes you might have to give them a quick jab or a cross, um, let them know who's boss. Um, and, and then, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it does end up in court, but you could lose your your your, your insurance, uh, not your insurance, um, your license. You could lose your mortgage. You know, there's loads of things. Your job. Yeah. Um, Misses may leave you because you know financially you're in the shit. Um, so you have to weigh up those options. And for me, I think, you know, I'm, I'm educated enough to not need to work the doors. But I think for us, it's it's not a career. No, no, no. It's pastime. Ex yeah, just a bit of fun. Holiday man. money. Yeah, you know, of course. But I believe I can do that in terms of teaching martial arts rather than having to work the doors. I think having martial arts as my skill set to work the doors is beneficial, um, but also being intelligent enough to know that I don't need to use martial arts to de-escalate situations is more important. Um, but I think 
the climate has changed. You know, the people that come out are a little bit more, your Gen Zs are a little bit more snowflakey. So if you say something bad to them, uh, they get upset straight away. Yeah, and all of a yeah. sudden they want to fucking get protests and banners up and <laughs> shit. I, I can't be doing with that. Little weepy crying boys coming into the fucking club. So he, he, pop, he bumped into me. <laughs> or she bumped into me. Yeah, oh, fuck that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we should do a podcast on the difference of millennials and Gen Zs because um, that would be an interesting topic. But I, I don't want to upset anyone, so sorry if we're upsetting you. But yeah, the doors. I'd lo- I wouldn't mind, obviously, like I say, doing a night here or a night there. But besides I mean, to, that, to I wouldn't be do it because yeah. I got sick of it. I was like, "Fuck this! I can't! I can't do this no more. Too much headache, too much you know, kicking off." And obviously, when you're when you're when you're someone from the ends and you know everyone, yeah, you can't really do doors because you can't tell your mate or someone that you know or someone that you're gonna see in the so gym tomorrow. Yo, yeah. can't let you in. I'm going to yeah. see you in the gym tomorrow and I'm telling you, you can't come in yeah, because you got trainers on. What kind of bullshit is that? I know you. We fucking trained together. Mm. I spotted you two days ago in the gym. Now you're here and because of the management. This time you were telling me, yo, no, 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 no. And I'm going to tell you, nah. So I thought, fuck, this is long. And then then kicking off and this time you and I thought, you know what? It's not worth the I money. It, it could tarnish relationships and stuff, can't it? In terms yeah. of, you know, your friendships with people that you build. But usually it's common sense, isn't it? If you're going out and you're going clubbing, the the dress code normally is yeah. no training, so why risk it? Yeah. You know, you're only setting yourself up to kind of be challenged, and just because you know somebody that works the doors, don't abuse that because you're putting them in a compromised yeah, position as well. But people don't think like that, do they? No, a lot of people, people don't, don't think, think like that. They don't. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, Pat, do people still ask you to do doors? Yeah, a few people ask me to do security. A couple of people ask me um, to work for them and they stand you up. Obviously, I decline. I don't. I don't want to do it. And yeah, it's just. I'm not really, not really interested in it. Like I say, if we were gonna do it all three of us or something, like I said, I want mine to do like a venue or something. Mm. That'd be fun as fuck. Yo, do you know what, <laughs> what I hate? You know what I hate the most? Where you, it, there's there's certain clubs we've been to, and you have you gotta pay the bouncer to go in. Like you taking a piss? Nah, I never experienced yeah. that. Yeah, we've ex- so there was this club in in London I think called seen Drama. Um, yeah. So when we when we when they, m- they must have seen in, your mile off. Yeah. No, they, they 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 used they'll ask you because. It's a, it's not that big. It's a really it's a it's a famous club. Quite a lot of celebrities, and that go there. So you'd have to pay the bouncers, and then fuck you when you go in, you got to pay inside. Like you have to pay <laughs> to go in as well. Yeah, you got done over, mate. Yeah, but it's happened a few times. Um, I think they just see you coming. Don't go. Don't go to those places. <laughs> no, yo, they they were good. Yeah. Yeah, they were sick. They were good. Like. I think Eubank's been there. There's quite a few celebrities that mm. go there. Speaking but of, I, Eubank, I wouldn't go there. Chris Eubank um, Jr.'s brother, um, unfortunately, was found dead in um, yeah, Dubai. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah, super sad. I mean, nobody knows why. I just read it um, yesterday. Um, but yeah, condolences out to the Eubank family. But sad in terms of hearing that. Do you ever watch any of his fights? His brother? No, because I know he was involved in MMA as well as boxing. So okay. um, I think he made his pro debut. But I mean. Um, I think only a month ago, he, his um, his wife um, gave uh, birth to a baby, baby boy as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it is sad news. Um, but again, I don't don't know too much about it in terms of the reasons and all the rest of it. But yeah, it's just shit news, isn't it? Yeah. I think, uh, it's that not nice, baby is it? boy, and you know, all the rest of it. I like Eubank as a fighter. I think he's a cool guy. I don't know about his coolness. I think he's trying to replicate his father too much. I think he should just do him. Um, so Chris Eubank Jr. But he's he's got power. He's got he's he's got um, yes, yes. the skill set absolutely. But he can't be his father. His father was something else. Do you know one thing I rate him. He's you know what like you know with within Asians. Or I don't know 
just just in general, you know, when your father speaks, you stay quiet in it. Mm. And he, he's just the same as well. When his dad talks, he doesn't say a single word, regardless of whatever his dad's saying. Like I've seen it in press conference as well. His dad's saying whatever. This guy's just sitting there quietly, won't say nothing, won't say a single word. Mm. Elements of respect to you have yeah. to. I mean, when, you, when your father's the likes of um, Chris Eubank, uh. he, he's been there, done that. He had the finesse, the style, and all the rest of it. You've you, you got to listen, haven't you? His dad's funny, man. He looks like <laughs> one of those guys from can, can we have some parliamentary procedure? Yeah. <laughs> no, he looks like them, you know, them Ninja, ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tell you what, the best rivalry with. Um, Chris Eubank was Nigel Ben. Yeah, Nigel Ben, yeah. standard. Nah, that was the when they're going to sign the contract, yeah, I remember yeah. that interview and that. <laughs> that was brilliant. So like, I, don't, I don't need to look at him. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the guy has got class. He's got style, hasn't he? And, you know, you, you can't say Yo, his dress style. sense. Oh, mm. Bloody hell. So bloody let's talk about um, tonight's fight. We've, yes. we've got um, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. The trilogy. This is the one where McGregor knocked out um, Poirier. Poirier got one back on him in the second fight. Yeah. So this one's going to be the decider. That's tonight. Um, where are they fighting? Is it Las Vegas? Yeah, LA. Uh, yeah, yeah, Vegas. Vegas, Vegas so, yeah. yeah. What, who's your money on? Dustin. Dustin Poirier, yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I just, I just want to support him. You know what it is? You know with McGregor? Mm. Um, he's good. Utmost respect to him. He's a good fighter. Um, I think everyone just... I think... The, they know his style now um, and he's he's had his fun he's done whatever he's had to I, I don't think he's gonna last a long time yeah um, I reckon Puri is gonna maybe take it to the further rounds um, if McGregor doesn't knock him out in the first round I don't think McGregor's got a chance do you think his cardio is still an issue yeah yeah I think he's gonna get out wrestled unless he does was it with Nate Diaz you know the second fight, he took it to the end, right? If you, rem I think, mm. I think he did. He he, yeah, he he was tired and everything. If if they if it does go the distance, personally, I think they'll give it McGregor because they'll make more money with McGregor winning. Because if he if sells they, fights, yeah, yeah, he, he sells fight, and they know that he's the money man. Mm. Um, but I would love to see McG um, Dustin not McGregor. I, I would love to see that. Cool. What about yourself, Pat? Yeah, Poirier, man. I don't think McGregor's got it anymore. He's it's the money's got got to him now, mm -hmm. so he's not got to fight in him anymore. He's, he's I mean, he's out there living life really and truly. So he's not the the what like the, the what what he had before. Obviously, the, the the hunger and everything else. He ain't got no need for it no more because mm -hmm. you know what I mean he's set. So, you, sorry, um, they were, he was saying that in his uh, interview that you know in the second fight because he came down as a humble guy, he think that. You know that went towards his disadvantage. Um, that's why he's coming back to his old style, just chatting shit and mm. things like that. But I think Paul is just—he's um, taking it on the chin with everything that's being said. I think yeah, he, yeah. you know he even said to McGregor during the press conference, he goes, "Your trash talk was far better before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, right now you're not saying anything." And you can kind of see that McGregor's trying to emulate what he had before yeah. by saying that he's actually far more evolved now. But I can't quite see it. Mm -hmm. I, my my brain's telling me Poirier, but for some reason I'm going to go with McGregor. I think McGregor's got something inside. I mean, let's put it this way: he's still dangerous. Yeah, of course. You, oh, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you, you're, you're not someone like Conor McGregor without being dangerous. I mean, look at what he's done to people. Um, you know, he's he's not people that put him in, uh, you know, tombstones and stuff and straight on top of them. So, I'm going to go McGregor, just in case. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, I you know, know all rather than all of us kind of agreeing. But I mean, Pori, I do like his um, his approach to fights. I like his fight style. I think he's very humble. Um, you know, really kind of doesn't get sold into that trash talking side of things. Very humble in terms of his approach. McGregor's McGregor, you know, but I think you can't rule him out. Um, he has got demon left hands. Um, he'll, he'll spot people out mm -hmm. if you catch him. Um, Poirier in that case, um, he, he may drop him and all the rest of it. So it'll be an interesting one. But that, yeah, looking forward to that one. That's at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, I think that's going to be an early night, no, an early morning fight. It is, yeah. So it's going to be, well, I think that card will start about 3 a.m. We've got a couple of other fighters on there as well. One one fighter that I think a lot of people kind of avoid is um, Wonderboy. He's got um, Gilbert Burns that he's fighting as a co-main event. I, I'm i going to go off with, I'm going to go with Wonderboy because I think his, his style is very unusual to kind of deal with. Although Burns is quite durable and, you know, a bit of a tank himself, I think, you know, with the height that uh, Wonderboy's got, I think he, he's going to dominate from range and just basically land and pick those shots out. and With his karate style yeah. kicks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's really keep him on the as well, though, isn't it? It's very side-on. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, that could work in his advantage, and especially with the, the reach that he's got. I mean, if he stays composed throughout, I think he'll get the knockout on um, Burns. But like I said, if Burns, he's got good wrestling, so... But Burns has come back quite quick, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean... he fought he, Kamara Usman, right? When when did he fight Kamara Osman? It was a while ago. But, I mean, I if he comes out injury-free and all the rest of it and they do the medical assessments, then, you know, as, as long as they put on a good fight and they've come out pretty much unscathed, because normally they get suspensions for medical suspensions if they've injured themselves. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's in there pretty quick, but so is um, Cyril um, Gain. He's the one that fought the, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's going to be competing in two two weeks, I think. Is it the end of... Or is it August? August. The 8th of August, he's going to be fighting um, Derek Lewis on the main card. Yes, Derek Lewis. At the Lewis Twitter centre. Um, under that is Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Penna. Um, so Jose Aldo is, again, one of you my favourites. You think favorites. she's a man? Who, Amanda Nunes? Yeah. Nah. Nah? Nah. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I just think she's really good. Um, she she is built like a brick house, yeah, isn't she? So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised people are saying that, but I mean, no, nah, I think she's legit. Um, Juliana Penner, I can remember watching her on um, one of the series of Ultimate Fighter, and she's she's quite tasty um, in, in terms of a fight style. So I think she's going to bring the fight, but my preference is um, Amanda Nunes because yeah, I think definitely. that experience and you know, in terms of title defenses and mm -hmm. stuff, she's not going to fear you know fear anyone that's coming into a fold. Um, who else is going to be fighting? Hello. Aldo, yeah. You think he's got it in him? I think he's done with. I seriously I think, think he's done. Age-wise and the losses that he's had, I don't think he's going to be a title contender anymore. Because after he lost against McGregor, he went downhill, didn't he? Mentality changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's looking in good shape. Um, I've, I've got to say that he's looking in good shape. So people are surprises, but I don't think he's going to have that, you know, 10-year reign of being champion and all the rest yeah. of it. I think, you know, that, that moment's behind him and, you know, a couple of last paychecks, yeah. maybe. Um but one fight that we are looking forward to on the 18th of July is um, Islam Makachev versus Tiago Moses. Yeah. Um, that's um, UFC Fight Night, um, and that's at the UFC Apex. Um, There's two people from Khabib's camp in there, isn't it? Islam and um, 
Abu Bakr. Yeah. I'm not too sure about Daniel Rodriguez in terms of his fight style, but if you come from Khabib's camp, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a wrestling fight, isn't it? Mm. But it's, it's, it's saying that you Islam. can't you can't knock their um, yeah you can't knock their um, striking ability as yeah, well. Yeah, Islam's good, isn't it? His striking is really good. And I think that's what people kind of assume that you know any, anyone that goes to Khabib's camp, you're going to just be wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it's not wrestling; it's mixed martial arts. So course, yeah. these guys can trade as well. So it'll be interesting. What about it, yourself, Pac? Are you looking forward to any other fights? I don't know if I'm going to watch them. Well, obviously on the night, I'll, I'll catch up the next day. Mm. Next day. Are yeah. you guys staying up from? No. Uh, with England playing tomorrow as well, I think I'm going to have a, an early one just so I'm fresh for tomorrow. Mm. Um, might pop a couple of edibles, who knows? You know, the family's away, so I can get a nice, decent sleep and recover my shoulder a little bit as well. So, um, with England playing Italy tomorrow, you don't follow the football pack, so no. we won't ask you. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's what do you think the score's going to be? I don't care. As long as England... Do you reckon it's coming home? Two nil, I don't care. Do you reckon it's coming home because uh, all this coronavirus and the vaccines and they're trying to get your mind <laughs> off of everything so they're going to make yeah, England win all fixed then. Hey, do all, you all of a sudden, everyone's in lockdown um, due it's to the funny. Delta variant. Talking about the lockdown thing, you, you've got in a... Wembley Stadium, 70,000 people. Mm. You've got like, what's it, Prince William or something there. It's like, I thought. The royal family. Yeah, yeah, I thought we've got something to worry about, but all of a sudden, the royal family wanted to go out. Don't worry, it's all okay. I mean, all right. I mean, I think if, the, if they're saying that the vaccine works and all the rest of it, cool. It doesn't work, though, does it? But this is what the argument is, isn't it? Um, the case is still rising. Are they lifting restrictions up too soon or. You know, are they kind of assuming that people's bodies are now starting to fight the virus and it's not as deadly as everyone made out initially? I'm not too bothered. I'm personally, I'm not going to go out and, you know, watch it. I'll, I'll sit the comfort of my own. Oh, this is, again, me just being an old bastard. I'll have my fucking smoking robe on and my slippers and I'm watching the football at home with a couple of brews and that's it. I'm happy. Of course. Um, I don't need to be stood with people that I don't know trying to fucking hug me and all the rest of it and throwing beer on me. Um, you know, that's that's quality gold there, mate. You either drink it or you don't fucking have it. Um, so, no, comfort of my own home, I'm watching it. And I think, um, I, I, you know, outstandingly, I think Raheem Sterling has been consistent from the word go. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's been getting enough praise. So if Raheem Sterling's listening, I think you should be player of the fucking match every time round yeah. and not Harry Kane. And you should get an award for acting. <laughs> he did what he had to. Otherwise, it wouldn't be coming home. No, if the ref, if, you know, if the ref said it's a penalty, it's a penalty. You can't argue with the ref, can you? Look, they've got VAR and all the rest of it. If that was he didn't check the VAR, did he? No, but if it's a referee's decision, that's referee's that's decision. It, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, if if people say he dived, then you know what? Let's go back in history and say that Diego Maradona's hand of God shouldn't have counted. You know, but yeah. he, he can't be petty like that. He did what he had to do. We got the penalty. We won. We won. Job yeah. done. Italy, I think they're gonna fucking play defensively. What they're known for. Um, so England have got the pace to kind of break that defence, but as long as they don't fall, um, you know, out of place at the back. But enough about football. Spoke about coronavirus. I was really looking forward to the trilogy fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson oh, Fury. And that's been postponed um, till October mm. due to Tyson Fury testing positive for um, the COVID. So he says. So he says. I don't think he's got any reasons to make this stuff up. No. Um, yeah, he does think, he's going to have Wilder. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. not a hard fight for him at all. But then I saying that, don't think it is. And that, who, who's offered to replace Fury? Uh, Dillian White. Dillian White. Dillian White versus Wilder. Yeah, I think Wilder's going to kind of 
knock him up. Yeah, I mean, Dillian's, Dillian's a, uh, you know, he's, he's tasty, but I think in terms of the height elements and stuff, Wilder, again, you know, we know he hasn't got the boxing technique, but the power, but the power he's got. And you can't deny that. I mean, yeah, if he catches you, yeah, yeah you're yeah. gone. But um, a bit, bit puzzled by Deontay Wilder's approach in terms of headphones on, sunglasses, not saying shit, and it's a bit, doesn't suit him. You know, you want to get that hype and excitement to build up a fight, and I think uh, he's kind of avoiding all of that, so he's not. I think he's gone down the approach and let my fight do the talking. Yeah, it you makes know what? the press conferences boring as fuck, though. Yeah, he's gonna lose regardless, whatever he does. Who? What? Uh, Wilder. Wilder's gonna lose against who? Fury. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think against Dillian White. If Dillian White and Wilder is the fight that gets made, I'm I'm, I'm going Wilder. But I think you know when the Fury Wilder fight goes, then Fury will have him. Um, who Joshua? He's got Uzik. Uzik has put some mass on um, to get into the, you know, to to challenge Joshua. But do you think he'll be able to beat Joshua? I want Joshua to win. Yeah. Supporting England on this one. So yeah, I don't rate Joshua. No, no. I've do, never, do you think in terms I've of never rated him in terms of Uzik though versus Joshua out of the two? Joshua fights, might do him. Yeah, yeah, Joshua might do him, but yeah, I've never rated Joshua, man. Mm. No. Do you know about you were talking about the Porius fight? I wish it happened in like Fight Island or something. Because you know what? No audience, you can hear everything. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned that in the past. In, um, yeah. But I, th- I think, you know, for them, it's it's more about making that money, money and yeah, you know, the, the, the audience that comes in and the gate. That's how they pay the fighters and that's how the UFC make the money. So I think, you know, during the COVID, they adapted and evolved like they did a lot of sports. But now they're reopening the doors. Um, so we, we could only wait and see. Course, yeah. Wait and see. So, okay, so we'll see what the results are. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up there in terms of our stories. If you are a door um, supervisor and you've got your own stories, feel free to drop us a message with your comments, share your stories. Hopefully, they're going to be fun rather than sad. Um, I know a lot of the times that I work the doors, there were more enjoyable moments than moments where you think, why the fuck am I doing this? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you might see us on the doors one day, you might not. Who knows? Um, my name is Hox. My name is Pat. I'm Titch. And we'll see you next week. Evolve, Evolve. 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 Evolve.